Welcome to the Stop Drinking Podcast, where we help you make stopping drinking a simple, logical, and easy decision. We help you with tips, tools, and strategies to start living your best life when alcohol-free. If you want to learn more about Stop Drinking Coaching, then head over to www.soberclear.com. So just for a second, I want you to imagine that it's Friday night, but this isn't going to be your typical Friday night because tonight you've decided that you're going to go and meet your best friends and you're going to go out to a bar. So you finish work, you rush home, you have a shower, you get changed, you put your cologne or your perfume on, and then you head into a taxi. You drive to your typical favorite bar in your local area and you get there. Everything's all well and good. Now, just for a second, I want you to imagine that when you walk into this bar, you're shocked. You look around and something's not quite right. Nobody has a drink in their hand. You look at the bar and there are no drinks available. You're like, wait a second, what's going on here? And then you look in the distance and you see your group of friends and they're all there laughing and joking and like everything's normal. You walk over to that table and you sit down and then you realize what's going on. No one's drinking, but everybody's got a needle on the table. And you're like, what on earth is going on here? And then you see this little packet and it says morphine. And then you're like, wait a minute, what's going on? You look at the next table, they're doing it, but nobody's batting an eyelid. What would you do in that situation? You would walk out of that bar and you would be shocked, obviously, but you would run a mile. You wouldn't sit down and start thinking, okay, great, I'm going to get involved because you see this is insanity. And today in this video, I'm going to show you how you can get into that mental state of mind when it comes to alcohol. I can walk into a bar and feel that exact same way. I can walk into a bar and it's like they're smoking crack. And if you stick around to the end of this video, you will learn exactly how to get that mental shift. So not drinking becomes the most easy and effortless thing that you can imagine. I'm telling you, this is going to blow you away. I cannot wait to share this with you today. But by the end of this video, I will show you how to get true control over alcohol. And why exactly should you listen to me about this? Well, my name is Leon Sylvester. I've not had a drop of alcohol for five years. I have zero desire to drink despite drinking for 10 years, despite trying to go to AA meetings, begging. God to help me despite trying to stop literally almost every day it felt like sometimes. I was the kind of person that wanted to stop drinking but I would fail again and again and again. And I've not drank for five years. I've not been to AA meetings. I've not done anything. I still go to bars. I'm still around alcohol. My friends still drink. Nothing's really changed except the only thing that has changed is my mindset. And not only have I done this myself, I've helped thousands of people do it as well. I've worked with hundreds of people directly. People from NASA have hired me, Forbes, from JP Morgan. And in short, the stuff that I'm going to share with you in this video doesn't just work for me, but it works for thousands and thousands of other people. So before we get into the mindset shift, we need to understand exactly what true control is. So so yesterday I was talking to somebody who was actually interested in joining my Sober Clear program. So that's a coaching program where we work directly with business owners and professionals and we give them a process to help them get in control of their drinking. So we got on a phone call and he said, do you know what, Leon, it wouldn't it be great if I could stop drinking and then just have one or two at the weekend, you know, just control it like everybody else. And I used the same example that I just started this video with. I said, well, do you need to try to not smoke crack? Do you need to try to not take painkillers? And he's like, no, absolutely not. And I said, exactly. You can take or leave those drugs. You're in control of all of those drugs because you always choose not to take them. And he's like, oh, that would be nice. And I said, exactly. And that's what we're going to do together. Because once you understand the things in this video, that shift will happen for you as well. So why is stopping drinking so difficult, but not taking other drugs so easy? Well, it's all going to make sense, but I first need you to imagine this scenario. Okay, so you wake up one morning and you've got an incredibly sore throat and you're like, I can't go to work today. I'm going to have to go to the doctors. So you call them up. They say they've got space. You drive down, you get your appointment, you sit down and you walk into the doctors and then the doctor's not there. It's this 
youngish man. He's like 25 years of age. And he's wearing a tracksuit. He's got sports trainers on. He's got sports clothes on. He's wearing a backwards hat. And you walk into the office and he sits back in the chair and he puts his feet up on the desk and he says, what's up? And you're like, what's going on? And you explain the symptoms. He's like, yeah, great. You need to take this. Next. That's literally it. That's the whole interaction. You walk out. Are you going to take that medicine? No, you're not, right? You're just going to be like, what on earth was that? You're going to go to another doctor's and then, okay, now let's imagine this. You go to the next doctor and it's a person there with the stethoscope. They, they know they, they, they check your heart rate. They, they check your blood pressure and they've got a doctor's jacket on and there's a few awards in the background and they sit you down. They ask you your symptoms and then they say, okay, so you need to have a prescription. You need to go and pick up this medicine. You need to take this. If that happened, you would then take the medicine, right? Well, that's an example of a heuristic and I will explain this in a second, but it's a mental shortcut when you're presented with certain information to make a quick decision. Now, I want you to just imagine for a second that before going to that meeting, you knew that the person that you saw in the tracksuit was a world-class expert that has solved sore throats 100% of the time. He's worked with thousands of clients. He has never failed once. Then the other person that you saw has never cured sore throat. Yeah, they've got the awards, the gown, the the things like this, but they've never cured a sore throat. Every time that they've given somebody the antibiotics, the sore throat's got worse. Now you're presented with this new information. Who would you choose? Obviously, you're going to choose the young man in the sports clothing, because this is the thing. When we use heuristics, when we use mental shortcuts to make decisions, we're not always right. But let's say for you to have found that information, you need to have spent a day reading a book and Googling and and learning about these two different people until you found that information. See, the thing is, is you wouldn't go to that length of depth to solve that problem. You would just trust the doctor that had the stethoscope and the gown. So you wouldn't go into that kind of depth to solve this problem. You just use a mental shortcut to make that quick decision. And this is the thing. This is the problem. 99% of the population use heuristics. They use mental shortcuts to make a decision to drink alcohol. What they do is they go to a bar, they see everybody else around them drinking alcohol, and then they go, okay, snap decision, I'm going to drink. But if you were born in an alternate universe and you went to the bar that I spoke about in the beginning of the video, but you grew up around this where everybody was injecting heroin in a bar, you're bombarded with messages from day one of being born about how great this product is and how it's all what all the cool people do. I'm almost 100% sure that you would also take it. Another example of using a heuristic and using a mental shortcut to make a decision to drink is maybe one day you're feeling lonely, you're feeling tired, you're feeling a bit stressed, and then you remember the last time that you felt like this and you had a drink and the feeling went away and boom, okay, I'll make a decision to have a drink. We make these instant snap call decisions that we never, ever are happy with. Now, I have been considering writing a book where I talk about heuristics and biases and how we make these decisions and going a lot deeper. I can't do that in this video, but if you are interested in that, please just leave me a comment down below letting me know just so I can gauge interest and see if that's something that people want to learn more about. But if you want to make stopping drinking the easiest thing that you've ever done in your life, you need to stop using this rapid, fast decision-making mental model. You need to stop using heuristics. You need to slow the hell down. And this is where it gets a little bit tricky. But if you do the next thing that I'm going to tell you in this video, I promise you, stopping drinking will be the easiest thing you've ever done in your life. Yeah, the process of stopping drinking, you know, might have a bit of challenges. It's going to take work for sure. But once you've done that work, you've just built your future on the most solid foundation that you can imagine. And what you need to do is you almost need to zoom out of yourself and take a third person look at your life. You almost need to look at these decisions and start breaking them down. Start thinking, okay, well, hang on. So I felt bad in that situation. I had a drink and then I felt worse the next day. You need to slow down and rationally look at all of these different ideas and thoughts that you have. And not only that, but then you need to start looking into 
how the drug is marketed to you, how you've been conditioned to see it, how it's so addictive to drink, how we're always drinking to fulfill the withdrawal from the previous drinks. And the way that you do this, the way that you're able to dive deep into this topic, which by the way, is probably the, one of the best uses of your time, you've got to study. You've got to find experts. You've got to find other people that have already solved this problem, which means coaching, which means courses, which means buying books, which means watching videos like this one. And you really need to go all into solving this problem. And I'll tell you why. If you've got a good life, right? You might have a beautiful home. You might have a beautiful family. You might have a career or a business. You might have many great things in your life that you're happy with. But if you have built all of those things whilst drinking alcohol, I promise you, you have been operating at 50%. You have left so much on the table and it's never too late to change. But it starts by you slowing down, taking that objective look at your thought patterns. It means that you've got to dive deep into understanding alcohol and what it is. And really ask yourself this question. What the hell is alcohol doing for me? Because I promise you, once you've done that research and you've stopped making those snap decisions, you will see that alcohol is doing nothing. It adds absolutely zero in your life. Thanks for checking out the Stop Drinking podcast by Sober Clear. If you want to learn more about how we work with people to help them stop drinking effortlessly, then make sure to visit www.soberclear.com.